This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. GLBTI sporting news that matters to you. That matters to you. The Locker Room. Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome into the locker room. I have told my co-host, Smithy, a number of times not to unbutton his tie in front of Gary Wilson. It does put him off while he's watching, reading the news, so I do apologise to him for that. Changing our footy shots in front of him too was a bit was a bit much, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll have to watch next week. Of course, I'm Mark Rowley-Roland, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Michael Smithy-Smith. Great to have you back, Rolly, after your your week's absence. Good to have you back off the interchange bench. Oh, that's not a problem. Um, Thanks, of course, to Michael and Glenn from the Royal Daltons. As ever, the best midweek afternoon drive show. Hopefully nobody else heard that. Uh, And, of course, thanks to Gary. Um, Smithy, what have we got on tonight's show? Uh, It's a big show, as always. Dane from Team Melbourne is going to come and tell us what's happening in the queer sports scene. So we've had all the glitz and glamour of the Midsummer Carnival and the big events, but now the sporting groups are getting on and doing their thing, so we're going to find out what they're up to. I've actually got to go to one, uh, the Mark Bingham movie uh, as part of the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Will you be there as well? I'm sure you will be being a fellow charger. Uh, Look, I'm not going to miss that for the world. Um, The ANZ Championships are our Trans-Tasman Professional Netball Comp. And that starts this weekend. So the netball's back on, which is a good thing, I think. Well, it's actually, you know, I think sometimes we, we forget how exciting it is. You know, this is why we've uh, talked them into giving us uh, five uh, double passes for their season opener this week. Is that right? And how do you get hold of one of those? All you got to do is get onto our locker room page on Facebook and basically just like the status update that says like, where it says uh, basically win five double passes here. And we'll pick a winner out by midday tomorrow and we will send five double passes. Double passes to you. Well, that's well, got to be on the easiest comps you've got to win. You've just got to click. One so of five double passes, of course. I've just had uh, somebody yell, yell at me. You don't get to take 10 friends. You get to take another friend. Another friend. Yeah, okay, so just, just just to clarify. And you also, uh, we'd like to talk to one of the winners, of course, next week to see how it all went and what their, if you haven't seen Netball before, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, Apparently they've got a, a troop of male cheerleaders that eggs them all on and, oh. and, and they're quite something they're, they're, they're like almost worth the price of admission by themselves I have never seen so many people like our Facebook page just then anyway. how about that yeah. what else um, we got on? It's, it's floating with likes um, so we're going to have a chat with Tegan uh, she's from uh, the Melbourne Vixens and then we're going to have a chat with Joseph Ryan he's a board member of the Victorian Rugby League because the NRL season uh, that's rugby league for those of you who don't know what the NRL is that's the sport for guys with no necks that's actually about to start as well. So he'll he's an avid Melbourne Storm fan, so he can tell us about what's happening on the rugby league scene. And we're going to do the usual roundup and all of that kind of frou-frou. Um, as always, here on The Locker Room, we do care about what you think, so let us know your feedback. Easiest thing to do is send us a text on 0427-JOY949 or drop us an email. The email address is onair at joy.org.au. Plus, you can go to our Facebook page and give us feedback there or our Twitter feed. You can link to those through the Joy website. But now I think it's time for Rolly's Roundup. Roundup. 
The NBA's uh, first gay player, Jason Collins, will wear number 98 on his back in tribute to the murdered gay man Matthew Shepard, who was killed in 1998. Shepard was brutally tortured by two men and was tied up to a fence and left to die because he was gay. This was quite a turning point in, in the US, wasn't it, at the time? Absolutely. Now, tell me about Jason Collins. Has he been picked up by another team yet? Because that was the big controversy, that he sort of came out and, you know, it was, it was not sure whether he was going to be drafted again to another team. He's been a bit of a journeyman. Well, he has been. I think he's playing for Denver. How about that? I know. So he's actually playing again. And uh, Shepard's mother, Judy Shepard, is going to travel down to Denver to watch him. And she's absolutely ecstatic. Um, so it's um, a real turning point And, you know, things are starting to really take off, you know, once the momentum builds. Well, I wonder if this is just a generational shift that younger people now... And, and there's lots of research coming out of the US that's just showing massive kind of generational shifts and younger people just, just don't care. Mm. I'm actually starting to take a little bit more interest in uh, the NBA. But uh, going to Sochi, of course, uh, Winter Olympics have now closed, but not without some final fanfare. From the opening ceremony with a malfunctioning ring uh, to the police singing Get Lucky, uh, the Sochi Olympics have been quite the games to remember, haven't they, really? There's been a lot of sort of eventful. There was the Mexican, uh, the one Mexican skier as well. Have you found it quite interesting this time? I always find it funny with the Olympics. It doesn't matter how much they're talked down before they're on, like how much controversy about bad accommodation and meals and you know venues that don't work and not enough snow and all the rest of it. Once they're on, everyone just forgets about all of them. It gets completely swept up in it all. It just gets going. Yeah. Uh, um, just before you go on, we've just had a message from Robert who said, it's a shame the Olympics are over, thus never hearing Mark say Sochi again. But, you know, we, we got in one more for you, Robert. So, And, and now I guess the, the, the challenge for Mark is to pronounce uh, the next Winter Olympics host, which is Mark. Pingyonggang? No, Pingyongchang? No. I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. If anyone knows how you actually pronounce it, send us a text on 0427 It's, uh, yeah, in South Korea there. Hey, um, but the Russians were very good in the closing ceremony. They showed a lot of humour. Uh, as everybody knows, there was that incident where one of the rings didn't open, so they replayed that. It was kind of weird, though. The closing ceremony featured a giant bear accompanied by a fox and, a, and an otter-looking character blowing on the Olympic torch. So... I don't know whether or not there was some kind of symbolism there as well. Otters and bears blowing on torches, but um, we'll see. On a lighter note, six positive doping tests were recorded at the Games, which is pretty low, uh, including an Austrian cross-country skier who was thrown out of the uh, Winter Olympics and labelled by his own team as a dirty, rotten scoundrel, but they had a very thick Austrian accent when they said that. I think it's um, interesting that it's seen as a sign of success that they only caught six drug cheats and there's another way of looking at it, which is that their systems of actually detecting drug cheats are even further behind the technology than they used to be. Well, yeah, well, I mean, six is, yeah, maybe, maybe everyone's pretty honest these days. Um, or just good at hiding it. Well, in March, we've got, uh, of course, the Formula One down under. Uh, currently overseas, Susie Wolfe has set her sights on driving in the Grand Prix after announcement on Monday that she will become the first woman in 22 years to take part in the Formula One of any kind. Uh, the last time was 1992 in the Brazilian GP uh, when a Brazilian lady took... So hopefully we get to see uh, Susie Down Under. Well, it doesn't, it's not like a sport where you should segregate the genders, really, is it? Like, there's no reason why a woman sitting in a race car can't race every bit as, as well or better than, than a bunch of blokes. I don't know what, what the story is, but, um, yeah. yeah, hopefully she'll be flying the flag for equality on the day. Uh, Grant Hackett was back in the news again. Um, everyone's blaming it on Still Knox. He was running around the Melbourne's Crown Casino in semi-naked uh, early Saturday morning looking for a four-year-old. So... Um, his father's been sure, on sure still not. <laughs> his father's been on triple J. Look, when I think I want to talk about my son's problem, I go to Triple M and talk to uh, Eddie McGuire. This morning he was talking to Eddie and said uh, his son was in a little bit of denial and said rehab was certainly something that's needed there. 
maybe he should call, pick up the phone and talk to his bring son. his son and <laughs> say... Look, I've been having trouble getting hold of him, so I thought I'd talk to him via commercial radio. Yeah, well, that's exactly all right. Uh, talking Collingwood, and of course, uh, Eddie, uh, everyone's talking about defender Marley Williams, uh, about his possible ban uh, from the start of the home and away season. Uh, of course, uh, he was charged or has been convicted of grievous bodily harm uh, from a nightclub in Albany in uh, WA. And uh, the problem is, is that uh, the coach, uh, Nathan Buckley, is still going to play him. And uh, everyone's in a bit of an outroar at the moment. So, an outroar is that a combination between an outrage and an uproar? Oh, ha, 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 ha. what do you think? You think um, you know that, that that's something like, if, say, for instance, in your professional job, if you get done for assault, do you lose your job in the public sector? Well, well typically, most people do, especially if it's a role that requires you to face the public. Mm. It's pretty serious stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, Collingwood aren't, aren't saying anything yet, so it looks like AFL's going to have to force their hand. Eddie Maguire, on a, on a related note, has been railing about the evils of football socialism. Hmm. He thinks it's, it's, it's all becoming too much of an equalisation thing. He, I think he should join the Tea Party. He's <laughs> such a rugged individual as Saudi <laughs> Maguire. He wants everyone just to stand on their own two feet. GLBTI sporting news that matters to you. That matters to you. The Locker Room. Welcome back into the locker room on Joy 94.9. Uh, we'll be joined very shortly by Dane from Team Melbourne. Yeah, we will. We can be joined by him right now, even. Uh, welcome, Dane. Um, so, what's going on? Uh, what's what's the what's the news with Team Melbourne this week? Oh, um, well, there's lots going on actually. Um, at the moment, we're planning, of course, for the Asia Pacific Out Games in Darwin, which are coming up in May. Um, very exciting for a lot of our t- teams who are heading up there. So, um, I think all the teams individually are planning to get there, and um, as an organisation, we're planning. Of course, to um, get a, help everyone get there too. So, um, oh, it sounds like a great. Away. It sounds like a great trip. So, what's the, what day does it start? Um, I think it starts on the tenth, um, ninth or tenth of of May. Yep. Um, goes through for a whole week. So, I'm in the Glamour Shark swimming team. So, we've got um, three days of swimming from the ninth um, to the twelfth, or ninth to the eleventh. So, um, yeah, there's um, and then that continues on for the week. There's a sports and cultural festival for the whole week, um, but a lot of the sports will be continuing on for another week um, throughout that week. So um, a great opportunity to get away to a warmer environment and um, have some fun. So, now, is, is the city of Darwin going to be able to cope with this influx of gay sporting teams? Are they going to have you all in like a floating hotel or in some you know, sheds out in the, uh, in the airport? I think they can cope. <laughs> We've actually got um, a, a deal with... Um, Flight Centre, um, who are partnering with the Asia Pacific Out Games and also Team Melbourne, um, and organising um, deals with um, accommodation as well as airfares. So um, they're all available on the Team Melbourne website. So um, Flight Centre have been able to come up with some um, great deals and find some great accommodation for for um, sporting um, Melbournians. So, well, look, even yeah. if you're not uh, a sports person by nature, you could sort of uh, book yourself a wee holiday up there. There'll be some very athletic people around Darwin. I, I there imagine. will. Yeah. There will, yeah. And then following on later on in the year, we've got the Gay Games in Cleveland, the ninth Gay Games, which um, will, will um, a lot of our team members um, from different clubs will probably be going over to Cleveland. So that's the next big event on our agenda. Um, which is great, yeah. isn't it? So if you really just want, if you want to get not only get involved in sport, but get involved in all these events and meet people and travel, basically just go to the Team Melbourne website and you've got all these sports under your umbrella, you've got all these fantastic events. What a, um, a great organisation. I suppose that's all people need to really do, don't they? Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, I mean, now we're, we're a couple of months away from Darwin, so if anyone's ever thought about you know, perhaps participating in some friendly sport and um, team sports or individual sports, 
I'd recommend they contact, um, go to the Team Melbourne website and contact um, the clubs who um, who are aligned with um, those sporting sporting um, organisations and um, pop along, give it a go, and um, they've got a couple of months to train and um, they can go up to Darwin and compete and, and have a lot of fun, meet new people. It's a great way of... Um, of meeting new people and um, and going away with a whole group of friends. It's a, it's a great environment, so I'd really encourage people to do that. Now, Dane, you're part of the Glamour Heads. They've been doing some fundraising of late. Tell us a bit about that. They have. We were actually in the um, 24-hour mega swim on um, Friday night through to Saturday, so 6 p.m. Friday night through to 6 p.m. last Saturday, um, and we had a team of 15 people, so somebody has to be in the water at all times. I think we swam about 86 kilometres overall and um, wow. came third out of the 25 teams or something that were were there. And we raised about $9,000 for um, multiple sclerosis. So these are um, scholarships that go towards people living with MS to help them um, live um, active and healthy lives in the community. So um, this is, I think, the 11th year we've done it and um, we it's an annual event for the Glamour Hits and we have lots of fun doing it. So That's a lot of time spent looking at the black line at the bottom of the pool, isn't it? Uh, uh, yes, it is. And if, you, if you're on the 2 a.m. to um, 6 a.m. shift, you don't actually see the black line at the bottom of the pool, but um, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Swimming and, um, around in the dark. Yeah, you don't, you don't bang your head at the end of the pool or something, do you? I'm starting are, to feel a bit uh, worried for you guys. A, a lot of very tired people come 6 p.m. on Saturday, so... Um, white night wasn't really <laughs> an option for some of us. No, no, that doesn't yeah. matter. The other 500,000 people. Yeah, would... probably for the best, really, that. <laughs> yeah. um, so but, uh, before we let you go, tell us quickly about uh, what Team Melbourne's got involvement with the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Ah, oh, so we're, there's actually quite a few films that are coming up um, that have a very uh, sporting focus. So um, we hope to have a, uh, a information store um, one of the Sundays, either the 16th or the 23rd. But um, both of those days there are... Um, uh, sports-related films. Um, one in particular on Sunday, the 16th of March, which is a, a surfing film out in the lineup. Um, and then on Sunday, the 23rd, um, there is um, a film called The Rugby Player, which is actually about the um, inspiration behind the Bingham Cup. So I'm sure all the charges will be there. Um, and there's also a um, a documentary in the shorts package, Oz Docs 2, which um, is a documentary by Tamara Jungworth, who is a um, uh, one of the ace girls, and she's... Um, She's actually um, created a documentary about women in sport and interviewed quite a few members of the um, Melbourne um, queer sporting community. So um, we'll, of course, have a strong presence with the Melbourne Queer Film Festival this year and be, be there to provide some information to people who are considering joining some of the clubs. So, Thanks, Dane. Until next time. No worries. Thanks for having me. No problems. You're in the locker room on Joy 94.9. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Smithy, what's on next? Up next is the great and glorious game of rugby league, as Roy Masters is fond of saying. And because you or I are not really experts on this game, we have to turn to someone who really knows his stuff, and that's our locker room NRL expert, Joseph Ryan, who's a board member of the Victorian Rugby League. Welcome, Joseph. Hi, guys. How are you going? Oh, we're going just fine. And um, we'd be grateful if you could tell us about how the Storm are looking this year, because we're parochial Melburnians here on the locker room. Oh, well, I'd love to be able to help you out with that. Uh, I'd like to think that the Storm are obviously going to walk their way into a premiership, but I think it's going to be a tough ask this year. There's uh, plenty of good teams, unfortunately, all coming out of New South Wales that seem to be standing in our way. The Roosters look as though they're going to uh, once again put up a great side. Uh, I think last time I was on with 
this radio show, I was predicting that they would lose the grand final and I was looking good for about 60 minutes, but then... Uh, uh, they then they won. Absolutely, <laughs> they won very convincingly in the, uh, in the last twenty minutes. They were extremely convincing, and I think they'll be certainly the ones to beat again this year. Look, if you want to win the NRL or rugby, you just call in Sonny Bill, and, uh, and it it's seems done. to be a good plan, doesn't it? Yeah, you just call in Sonny, and he'll he'll get you sorted. Look, um, I was always a bit of a uh, shark supporter. Do you think they've sort of uh, kicked away all the dank cost controversy and all the peptides? Do you think they they'll be able to release this year, or do you think they'll just be back? Well, I think they've still got a few things hanging over them at the moment. They're in a position where they're about to respond to the NRL's uh, breach notices about what happened during that period. I think there's still a little bit of uncertainty around that. The players themselves will be ready and raring to go. They've got a new coach up there, Peter Sharp, who um, has been you know, known to be a great coach at other clubs in the past, and I'm sure he'll set them in the right direction. They had a bit of a hiccup on the weekend when the coach who was banned decided to t- turn up to a game. Um, probably not the greatest idea when you're banned from turning up to any NRL events, but I'm sure they'll sort that out. Just stay at home and watch it on telly, I reckon. <laughs> well, hopefully, it seems to be a smart call. Uh, hopefully, I suppose in general, the NRL. I suppose we just we have a good clean year. I mean, you've got Milicello now as the the man of the league, or is that what they call it? The the man of the, the face of the game. The yeah, face of the game. Like Sorry, so tell, tell us, is he going to break the curse then? Well, he's hoping. Um, uh, for those of you who may not know um, rugby league, uh, the person who's been involved with the launch of the season each year has managed to find himself some problems over the course of the season, whether that's injury or misbehaviour. So hopefully that curse is broken this year. Now, season proper starts in, what, a week? But before that, we've had right. the NRL Nines, which was sort of a, a lightning tournament over in Auckland. Was that a success? Are we likely to see more of those in the future? Uh, Numbers-wise, the crowds were huge. The ratings were very good around the world. The games themselves were very entertaining. So I dare say there will be more nines competitions going on. I did hear some very outlandish plans that eventually it would be running over summer as a rival to the A-League and the Big Bash. So uh, I'm sure there are plenty of plans for that. But as a standalone weekend, it it was certainly a good show. Uh, from a Victorian Rugby League perspective, we were really uh, happy with that weekend because it was the first time we saw three Victorians wearing the Melbourne Storm jersey all at the same time. Uh, Mahe Fanua, who has already played some senior games, uh, young Tonamapia and Richie Kennar had joined, joined them on the field. So three Victorians in the Storm side, it's a, it's a good progress for us. Another yeah, sort of format of the game is, is Oztag, so it's a little bit like touch rugby. Just That's wondering, right. what's sort of going on there? It seems like um, they're trying to find a challenger to touch rugby. I'm wondering why you'd go down that avenue. Well, uh, for a while there, they were challengers, but we're actually, uh, have recently signed a strategic alignment between the NRL and Touch Football Australia, so you will see a lot more converging together of the two. Um, touch Football obviously grew out of rugby league, and uh, now the common interests that we all have. We're working together to build both games uh, wherever we can. Um, Oztag will obviously continue. Uh, we have a very strong uh, women's tag uh, competition here in Victoria uh, that had a very exciting final last year. So um, if, you, if you have any listeners who are keen on playing uh, a form of rugby league that's not necessarily a contact form, uh, there's plenty of options for them. And, and we've touched on the uh, Victorians running around for the storm in, in the Auckland Nines, but tell us a bit more about the local scene here in Victoria, because most people wouldn't think much about having a local rugby league comp, but it turns out we really do. 
We certainly do. We have uh, a wide range of clubs all around uh, the uh, I guess you could say, around the suburbs of Melbourne. Uh, we, you form a ring right around the entire uh, CBD, so there's plenty of uh, opportunities for everyone to play. Uh, all the details are at brl.org.au. Uh, our registrations at this stage uh, double what they were last year, so that's a fantastic stat for us, and it shows that the game really is growing. Uh, we've had a lot of the Storm guys out and about in um, uh, local schools and clubs uh, very recently uh, launching the NRL's Tackle Bullying Program, amongst other things. And they've uh, been getting out and about with clubs and we've seen lots of people wanting to join as a result. A new club out at Melton has had two come-and-try days looking to start up its club and they've had 80 kids turn up. So that's fantastic numbers. Yeah, great news to see uh, areas like Melton taking off, of course. But, uh, Joe, thanks so much for uh, joining us tonight in the locker room. No worries. Thank you very much for having us and uh, look forward to talking to you during the season. Chat soon. You're in the locker room on Joy 94.9. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. There's a very interesting character developing out in WA, Nick Cummins. He's uh, one of their star players for the Western Force. That's the Super 15 uh, Rugby Union Tournament. The Honey Badger, as they call him. Yeah, the Honey Badger. I don't know where he's quite got this name from, but he's, uh, of course, he's uh, playing for the Wallabies as well. So um, I thought we'd have a couple of uh, looks at the quotes he makes. So he's becoming famous for his Australian-ness. Is that how you would say it? His his, his ockiness, yeah. would you say? Yeah, I see. Yeah, he's. And so um, I'm going to get you to read out some of his most recent quotes, and I'm going to have a go at probably translating what he's actually trying to say. So we've got, you gave a lot of pill to the badge, which was good of you. So he's, try, he's trying to say to the reporter, you, you passed the ball to me several times, and that was very considerate. The boys were on it like seagulls at a tip. My colleagues displayed exceptional enthusiasm out on the field tonight. Sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage, actually. He was perspiring in a manner, manner comparable to that of a poor individual who owes a great level of debt to the bank. I, I think Roma people is more politically correct these days. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, anyway. We've actually got a clip of the man himself um, talking uh, with the sports television show. Let's just take a quick listen to what he actually sounds like. Known as the Honey Badger, Nick Cummins most famous for his quirky comments during interviews. This one, a fan favourite. Nick Cummins, how did it feel to be back out at NAB, NIB Stadium tonight? NIB. Um, yeah, mate, it's bloody outstanding. You know, my mate buddy, see you blue. Just gets right up yeah, and uh, and gives you the gives you the strength. Yeah, mate, oh, buddy, uh, look right up a drain pipe. One of them runs there, but uh, I think he was huffing and puffing, and uh, mate, he did well. He did well. He always does. He's a tough rooster, and uh, sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage actually when he when he got up after scoring that try. But um, and hanging out for a feast after a solid training session. Oh, I'm gonna have a truckload of pudding, and uh, old mum's good on the and on the cook too. So dad's got the uh, the tucker ready over there, and we're gonna mum and dad are gonna work together and form a massive feed and uh, we're going to come in and dominate it. And here's the Wallabies and Western Force wingers' latest back to pre-season training and back on the mic. Uh, last year was a bit, a bit uh, how you going, but um, yeah, look, there's a couple of big hoolers getting about. Um, there's, uh, I, saw, I think I've got about half their names down pat now, but mate, we're, we're just more focused on um, well, treading softly and carrying a big stick, so uh, I think that's what we'll do.
So that's Nick Cummins from the Western Force and also representing Australia in the Wallaby. So that last comment about the big hooers and trying to get to know people's names, that was him and his new team at the Western Force. So um, I think we've been dying for this type of sports person, haven't we? You know, he's, he doesn't look like the kind of guy that's going to get into trouble. He's just good, honest, hard yakker Australian. I think we've been missing that for a while, haven't we? Yeah, and look, that's exactly what we touched on here in Locker Room last week about let's get our athletes out there saying interesting stuff. They're too boring. Well, we'll be back very shortly with Tegan Caldwell from the Vixens. You're in the locker room on Joy 94.9. GLBTI sporting news that matters to you. Matters to you. The locker room. Smithy, this Sunday, the 2nd of March, there is only one place that any sports fan should be, and that is, of course, Hisense Arena to see the Melbourne Vixens take on the Northern Mystics in their opening match of the 2014 season. We're now joined in the locker room from the Vixens by Tegan Caldwell. Welcome, Tegan, into the locker room. Thank you very much for having me. Um, so your first game this Sunday starts at 14-18. It's very precise. You, I suppose uh, the netball fans don't want to miss a thing. Uh, no, right on the dot. So, um, yeah, make sure you're there and, and not running late, that's for sure. Um, tell us a bit about pre-season. What's the buzz like around the Vixens at the moment? Yeah, it's really good at the moment and um, it's been really fresh and we've got three new girls in the team. We had a new strength and conditioning coach uh, get on board for this year. So, you know, um, it started off really well and it's continued and uh, just grown. So um, really enjoyable and um, the girls looking really strong. Tegan, you play uh, either goal attack or goal shooter. For those people who don't know, what does that mean? It means that I'm allowed to shoot, so I put the score on the board and then depending what um, position I am in, is depends on how many thirds I'm allowed to run in. So goal shoot is just the uh, goal third and then goal attack, you can run the goal third and the centre third. So last year, the Vixens you know, came very close to the final. What do you think is going to take your team to the next level this year? Probably toughness, really, and just... Um, wanting to work hard and really push push ourselves over the line in the end. So, you know, that's what we've been focusing on and that's what will hopefully get us over the line this year. You recently played the Mystics in an exhibition match and it was uh, quite a tight game. Do you, are you expecting sort of the same this Sunday? Oh, yeah. Any game that we go on to, um, we know will be a tight game and we have to go out there and, and do what works for us best um, but being able to adjust to the opposition when we need to as well. So it's definitely going to be a tough game, um, a really good start to the season, I think, but we're all really looking forward to it. Now, for those listeners out there who haven't uh, made the trip down to High Sense Arena to watch one of the ANZ Championship games, what would be your pitch for people to get on board with the Vixens and, and to, to see what professional netball has to offer? Yeah, it's a really great atmosphere at Hisense and um, we always love a good crowd and when they get involved and I suppose um, everyone tells me that, you know, watching netball on the TV is completely different to actually being at a live game and you see how fast it is and, um, you know, how, how tough we are and how physical it, it can get. So, um, you know, there's no comparison to, to watching it on TV. So, you know, if, you, if you're free, it's a great opportunity to come and see us live. You must be. Uh, you starting to get nervous as, as we start to lead up to the start of the season. All the all the build up. Yeah, I think there'll be some nerves, especially when um, the game gets closer. But they don't hurt, so um, you know we'll just take it as it goes and um, yeah, see how we start off. Now, just talking about the atmosphere at the game, I have a quite a good authority that you have some quite uh, inspirational cheerleaders there as well at the the Vixens games. We have a we have a little uh, sausage and group usually that sit at the end of our. Um, court which um, are nice and loud and get involved so um, there's great support along with everyone else in the crowd. 
So uh, what do you pick for the, the toughest teams this year? Of course, the Vixens, but uh, what are you thinking? The Kiwis? Yeah, the, you can hear his no- accent here coming through. He wants you to say all the New Zealand teams. Are well, really of, course, <laughs> of course, the uh, team from Christchurch, but um, who else is going to be in the mix? Yeah, you know what? There's been quite a lot of changes this year across the team. So um, Perth have a really strong goaling end at the moment now with Nat Medhurst going across. Um, Sydney Swifts have recruited really well, so... Um, you know, it'll be a really tough game against them. And, and New Zealand play a totally different style over there um, with some offline defence. So that's always tough to beat as well. So I think it'll be um, a really close season. And, and as the seasons go on, everyone gets uh, better and the top four positions are harder to grab. Well, yeah, that'd be just like the Kiwis to have their own style of play. What are you looking, <laughs> what are you looking forward to personally from, from your own uh, season? Probably just improving on last year and and continually going, continually taking the feedback and, um, yeah, continually to strive upwards, hopefully. So I know that I've got a long way to go in my game still, heaps heaps to learn, heaps to uh, work on, so that will be my aim this year. Tegan, it sounds like it's going to be an awesome and exciting match down at Hisense. Of course, we're giving away uh, a couple of double passes, so uh, mm-hmm. either text in and uh, or like us on our Facebook page. But good luck to yourself and the team and, uh, and also, of course, to 2014. Thank you very much. No problems. We'll talk soon. You've been in the locker room on Joy 94.9. GLBTI sporting news that matters to you. That matters to you. The Locker Room. Six minutes today. You're in the locker room. It's a balmy 18.2 degrees outside and traffic is running smoothly and every train is running to time. There you go. Summer's well and truly over and we are moving into the football season as we've heard a bit tonight. Rolly, I just want to talk quickly about the proliferation of football competitions in this country because it just doesn't seem to want to end. So we've, we've touched on the NRL 9s. Um, last week, we shocked all our viewer, listeners by telling them that the AFL season actually kicked off with the NAB Challenge, uh, which is a series of 18 games played over 18 days. Um, rugby Union can't help itself, so they've already got their 16-round Super Rugby competition with five teams each from Australia, New Zealand and South Africa. But then they had to introduce the National Rugby Championships, which will take place from August to October. And finally, the FFA, that's the peak body for the round ball game in this country, they couldn't help themselves either. And they've announced on Monday uh, that it's establishing a new competition called the FFA Cup, and that's styled on the English FA Cup. And that's going to blend the 10 professional A-League clubs with uh, the best 22 other clubs from around the country in a knockout comp. So I guess, Rowie, tonight, I think I think our football codes are all in danger of getting into some kind of ridiculous arms race where they're both just, they're all four of them are just trying to saturate our televisions. And I don't think this is actually good for their codes. I don't think it's good for sport generally. Isn't it just a bit, a little bit like um, on demand so that I can just any, at any time turn a TV on and there'll be some kind of live match that I can... I can watch. Well, but by comparison, the NFL in the US, which is you know the, the biggest sport in the world, really in terms of the, the single league in the world in terms of the way people engage with it. I mean, that runs for about sixteen weeks a year and then it stops. So I don't know about that. Like I, I actually think you need to ration your sport a little bit, and I think also the professional leagues need to be mindful not to crowd out the grassroots sport, because the more stuff you have on television, the harder it is to convince people to get out of their armchair and actually play the game. So I'm calling for a truce, a strategic arms limitation treaty like we had between the US and the USSR of old. So is it? do you actually think they're fighting with each other or do you think that basically Murdoch and his, I assume Murdoch owns Foxtel or whatever, yeah. what on earth it is, basically they're just trying to get the biggest check possible? Yeah, they're all trying to outdo each other. And if you need any evidence of this, just bear in mind that a new commissioner of the National Rugby League is Graham Samuel, who for years was a commissioner of the AFL and oversaw their expansion. 
So they're even poaching each other's commissioners in this game of one-upmanship. One-upmanship. It's pretty crazy. Well, yeah, and of course AFL p- pitched those players last year, like Izzy for for Lau and yeah, didn't that work out well? That was terrible. No, I'm all for it. Cut it back. I used to like it when because you, you know being a rugby union man, so love the Bledisloe. Two games a year. That was it. You know, well, it's three now. But anyway, and then it became three, and then they had to start playing South Africa, and then they yeah, had to play Argentina. And then you're like, oh, so now you're playing each other, you know, twin 12 games. And yeah, it gets hard to care about it when you mm. see so much of it. Anyway, what's on this week in sport, Rolly? Uh, Rebels kick off their Super Rugby season, Amy, on Friday uh, versus the Cheetahs. I actually don't know where. Are they Bloemfontein or Port Elizabeth? Yeah, they are from Bloemfontein. Well oh, done. Oh, there you go. I went to Bloemfontein. Um, A-League's on. So we've got the big derby between Victory and Hart. That's also on at Amy Park on Saturday night at uh, 7.45. So the Hart have, have not won a game all season and then they've won four in a row, including knock, oh. knocking off the top team. And that's ever since... Cop that, Aaron, if you're listening. That's ever since they were bought by the Sheik or the yep. Sheik. Well, Is Mel- it a Sheik yeah, or a Sheik? That's right. Well, Manchester City is owned by Sheiks, but yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I see that they're uh, wanting to call themselves Melbourne City now, but there's been issues with Manchester City. Um... And that's basically the major events this week. Yeah, of course, you've still got time to get some tickets to this Sunday's netball match. You can either jump on the locker room page and click like, or you can not send us a text message now because the next show will be coming on board very shortly. That has been the locker room tonight, Smithy. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Joseph and thanks to Tegan and also Dane from uh, Team Melbourne. It's been a great show as always. Oh, thank you. We will see you in a week. That's been the locker room. See you later. Ciao. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.